Welcome to Get Wisdom with your hosts, Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. Imagine if God was a co-host. What if the historically rare ability to converse with God and get profound answers to questions has been rediscovered? What would God say to today's troubled world? Get Wisdom will share those answers. Now, here is Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. Welcome to another episode of Get Wisdom. I'm Brian Kelly, along with Get Wisdom founder and director, Carl Mollison. This week's episode is Creator Tells How You Pre-Planned Your Life Before You Were Born Into This Life. Why do we do? Why would we do such a show, Carl? Could it be that maybe we want to get the message across that we're not just here to mark time? Well, it's not only that, but most people think they're just kind of an accident of nature. <laughs> that uh, <laughs> humanity, right, yeah. yeah, humanity sprang up from the primordial ooze and has been sort of limping along, and then all of a sudden you came in. You were created by a sperm and an egg, and. And that just sort of came out of molecules, and then you'll go back to dust, proverbially, and that's all there is to it. And the reality, of course, we know from talking to Creator that everyone was made to be who they are a long time ago in most cases. And we've gone around and around again and again in physical life, and it's planned. It's actually very carefully considered. And so we want to shed more light on this. A lot yeah, of people are kind of aware that. of the concept, but but they don't know the details. And, right. and so we'll make this a little more real for you because it's rather important, as it turns out. Indeed, and rather interesting. You asked creator, Benjamin Franklin said, if you fail to plan, you are planning to fail. Can Creator share why pre-birth incarnation planning in the divine realm is so important? What are the common primary considerations and goals, and who participates in this planning? All right, and these are Creator's words in answer to the question. The pre-life planning done in the light prior to an incarnation of a soul into another lifetime is a major event and a key process to ensure the person has the best possible platform in the best possible setting with the best possible family environment as well as other factors to be orchestrated at particular milestones to guide the individual towards the primary goals and intentions for the lifetime. For example, having mentors or colleagues come into their orbit and meet so they can go to work together or form a lasting friendship that is a source of strength and critical assistance during dark times and also many love relationships being planned in advance. This is often all of it to work on past failures. So it is not these are all blessings that will bring great advantages and catapult the person forward by assisting them in fundamental ways to make life easy. Many times the prearranged meetings and renewed relationships are specifically intended to right wrongs from the past when the contact between the individuals met with failure because of a breakdown of communication or a transgression of some kind leading to a failure, to a falling out or worse, the possible injury or death of someone as the end result of a dispute. There is always attention given to the needs for healing of prior karmic obligations and debt incurred by a person in their prior lifetimes. Keeping up with the karma is a daunting task, given that there have been typically many, many lifetimes of tragedy and failure. So all are behind the curve, so to speak. 
having quite a pileup of negative karmic experiences, needing healing and repair to surmount the karmic backlash that will likely be underway in each new lifetime. Unless there are special circumstances to prevent this, everyone is at risk of their former doings catching up with them and intruding on the best laid plans and interfering with their lives in serious ways to perhaps even derail them entirely if they end up, for example, behind bars, or if they fail in school to advance where they need to, or they amass a fortune but then lose it through a series of poor choices, or being attacked by someone they have had karmic run-ins with before. All such calamities can derail a life for all practical purposes to leave people embittered, suffering, and alone in many cases. This adds further to the karmic lessons underway, but that is small consolation for anyone in that predicament. At least half the time, people do make progress in bringing healing to bear these days for the karmic events that are reawakened in a new life. So planning to work on them is a high priority in the pre-life planning that is done in the light before launching forth as an infant to return to the fray, so to speak. This is done in coordination with the higher self as an extension of the soul. The soul as a whole of that person whose sole portion is to reconstitute in a new incarnation. There are guides assigned for the duration to work with the person once they are in the physical and provide a link to the divine as well for guidance, support, and extra protection, as well as guardian angels who will be on duty for the duration. In addition, those key figures who will be instrumental in bringing about the desired milestones for the life purpose will be a part of the process. Either those individuals themselves, if they are not yet incarnated, either, but planning to do so in parallel, or their higher selves will touch base to be sure things are on track. In the case of parents, for example, who will be having the soul in question as an offspring. All of those discussions are done in advance prior to the impregnation of the mother to bring that life forth. There is always a two-way agreement and a multi-way agreement in actuality between the two parents biologically and the incoming soul. This will be extended to include others in the immediate family group, all of whom have a say in approving the new soul to come into their family. As you can appreciate, this can be a quite involved discussion with many things envisioned and planned for to try as best all can to achieve desired goals for healing old hurts and disappointments and gain the greatest benefit from the renewed association and sharing another physical life together. Creator as well will participate in the pre-life planning because this is supervised and overseen by the Almighty every step of the way. The scriptures say quite directly that, quote, God is within you, unquote. And that is literally the case all during physical life. So this is the case as well during your sojourn in the light and while planning for a new excursion. The second reason for all this preparation is that of equal importance for every person is to construct an outline 
for how they might contribute to Creator's plan for the divine human, in what way they can bring love to bear on behalf of all their fellow family members. Because all humans are interlinked in a soul family and come into life again and again to advance the soul evolution, growth, and learning of humanity as a whole, starting from whatever part of it they can influence in their local sphere. This is not taken for granted and left for the person to improvise. There are always plans put in place as to what they will be doing with their time and efforts, whether to focus on a particular career, to learn a certain type of information, to best prepare them to be of service in some way, perhaps by fitting into a mainstream mainstream role of caregiver or as a teacher or a counselor or someone in professions involved with scholarship, research, and so on. In all spheres of human activity, there is a need for people in spiritual alignment who can help remind others of spiritual obligations and perspectives, not necessarily with a religious injunction or reference, but simply telling the truth and how they see ongoing plans and intentions as to their ethics and divine alignment, in effect, whether they will help or hurt those involved and the people beyond them and make everyone aware of the potential long-term consequences of starting on a dark path. This is how human progress has been made through the ages by new arriving souls, bringing in fresh perspectives having come from the divine realm and being in divine alignment at the outset. This does not necessarily last. And this is the great challenge in society always. Will people be effective in advancing and meeting their goals or will they falter, struggle, and perhaps fail entirely to advance themselves or others? Ideally, it will be both. But many, many fall by the wayside because their disconnection is too great to find their way back to a sense of the divine, its reality, and form a partnership to maximize their effectiveness in meeting the planned goals of the lifetime and conducting their missions successfully. Well, we've already learned here that this is not a small undertaking, that there is a tremendous amount of interaction, detail, planning, exp- exploration of opportunities and possibilities and problems to overcome, big problems. Well, it's kind of like D-Day, you know, planning for D-Day and you're yeah. one of the troops <laughs> storming the beachhead <laughs> yeah. and, and you know, to work against darkness. Yes. You know, this is, you know, people are surprised by this, but they really shouldn't be. It's been a theme all through history that there's a context between good and evil and The scriptures speak of this very directly and powerfully, and they have their issues and incomplete nature and so on, and corruption, frankly, in some cases. But it's true there is a dark force out there. And I can't tell you how many people who contact me will mention at some point, I know I'm here for some important reason, but I can't figure out what it is. Yes. You know, I've kind of known all my life, and now I'm maybe getting older and in some cases, and and I'm not done yet. I know this, but I, I don't know what it is. And what it is is they're supposed to be a light worker. Yeah. <laughs> they're supposed to help cause the cause of light, love and light. And finding out how to do that is half the battle or half the completion of the circle. You plan for it in the light. You forgot that when you came down. So. And the good news is we're here to help them figure that out. <laughs> yes. 
Carl, you asked Creator, can Creator share how karmic consequences might be a good thing? And even with supporting, oh, let's see, let me start over. <laughs> can Creator share how karmic consequences might be a good thing and even supported with planning? An example perhaps being wanting to discourage a soul from seeking out yet another lifetime of military service while enabling them to balance some karma by planning for the soon-to-be-born young male to have a liability like severe asthma. Could something like this be a reason the higher self might decline to have the asthma fully healed even when prayed for or healing attempts made? Can things like the need to discourage military service be important enough to keep such a liability in place? Okay, well, this is kind of a loaded question, and and it might rub some people the wrong way, and I just want to acknowledge that and apologize a bit because there's there's many sensitivities in military families and those who've served and been heroic in our view in society, but there is a deeper issue that those people can develop a karmic liability from being involved in such activity. That's a deep discussion and we don't have time to fill that in here, but that's what this speaks to, that we're really not supposed to be running around killing one another, you know, and so we hopefully use our military for defense and avoid combat, but there are those times when it happens. So this is what Creator says about using an infirmity to maybe keep someone from making a misstep and getting out of alignment, taking part in killing. Creator says, this is very true, and your example illustrates nicely how planning takes into account the karmic liabilities of the person. So they can plan for the inevitable karmic rumblings they will face and shape ways to engage with and bring healing for their biggest liabilities and thereby regain higher ground and be more effective and more likely to achieve the goals they wish to accomplish beyond holding their own and perhaps recovering from being in a sorry state in their last go-around. There are often karmic potentials that are recognized will be inevitable to loom large in the new incarnation. And sometimes decisions are made to meet them head on by arranging ways to give a person assistance, perhaps in the form of a mentor or nurturer, who will help support them during the greatest of struggles they will face taking that karmic challenge on and accomplishing something to resolve the dilemma. Sometimes there will be circumstances when a karmic liability holds a silver lining. And your example would be an illustration of someone who, but for karmic illness creating a liability, would be drawn by circumstances of a new life into a situation where they would be serving in war and incurring great karmic penalties from the killing of other human beings. If an illness of inconvenience but non-fatal makes them ineligible for military duty, It would be a godsend to help them avoid greater karmic liabilities by serving the darkness. Some karmic consequences will be foreseen, but not prevented or made a priority to arrange an intervention because it is seen the experiencing of the karmic liability is the best way to rebalance things simply by making restitution through personal sacrifice and suffering in some cases. This is why many illnesses happen. The inconvenience, the liability they represent, the suffering, and even shortening of the lifespan may well be a form of restitution for causing difficulty to others or to the self and must be similarly atoned for in some way. Yet another way to provide restitution would be through acts of service, 
bestowing loving kindness to many, perhaps making sacrifices personally to work in a lowly capacity that is greatly needed and give up a high-powered career that would be lucrative but totally self-serving for the most part. So there are many ways to right the wrongs of the past, and these are very much a part of the pre-life planning. You know, I think of this example of the asthma helping to avoid military service, you know, we're probably missing, in this particular example, there's probably a lot of details that are left out of the discussion that are germane to the conversation. You know, it's the, 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 every individual is unique, has their own individual goals and, and pursuits that they're after, uh, liabilities they must overcome. And every life is going to be a collage of all kinds of different compromises, decisions, you know, nexuses that need to be orchestrated and, and involved in order for the goal to be achieved. And if somebody yeah. has a karmic history of enjoying military service, really loving the adventure part of it, and, and maybe even enjoying you know, the, the combat to some extent, that's a liability in its own right. And if they want to overcome that at some level, they probably need some help. And that's maybe what's being offered here. Yeah, it's, it's an opportunity in this example to maybe not compound that tendency Yes. to, to relish becoming, you know, empowered to take on acts of savagery, perhaps in some cases. We know, we know things can get out of hand in the heat sure. of battle and so on. So, but there's many other examples. You know, I'm thinking of many families that I help where there's a young person truly struggling and suffering tremendously. That could be a karmic repayment for the parents who are now on duty and going through a really, really tough slog to help a troubled youngster who just seems to be battered by life and beaten down over and over by all sorts of things, whether it's physical illness that keeps them out of life and and they're chronic caretakers and whatever it it uh, brings about as a really huge challenge could be a karmic rebalancing for other lives where their family came together and something similar happened or maybe the shoe was on the other foot and maybe they neglected a child and now they're in a life where they're more in alignment but they've got a tough tough burden yeah. <laughs> you know, to to contend with. So they don't just skate along and have it easy now. They've got to make up for some liability in the past. So those are just for instances. It doesn't apply to each and every case. There's many variations. Well, as you get older and wiser, and that's true as a soul, the challenges will become a little bigger, you know, a little bit more will be expected of you and of yourself for that matter, you know. Mm-hmm. Be sure to check us out at getwisdom.com. You can download our LHP uh, ebook to give you a summary of how this works and what you can do to, to learn it with our online training. Get that at getwisdom.com slash LHP. Also get our prayer book at getwisdom.com slash prayer that uh, will give you the, the most effective way to say prayers that will bring the, the highest level of results. So you can check all this out at getwisdom.com. We invite you to check it out at your earliest convenience. And don't worry, we've pre-planned the second segment, so we'll be back with more pre-planning right after this. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Scientist and inventor Carl Mollison has discovered how a tiny percentage of people throughout history have made direct contact with God. 
At Get Wisdom, we have a searchable database of the Creator's wisdom and guidance from asking hundreds of probing questions. Get a free download from the Creator, answering the biggest questions people have wondered about. Who are we? Where do we come from? Why are we here? And where are we going? Get a free download explaining how to make prayer work in powerful new ways. We offer divine healing sessions with our comprehensive Lightworker Healing Protocol and train practitioners on how to save and heal humanity. We pierce the veil in channeled interviews with famous departed people now in the light to probe the greatest mysteries. Our weekly webinars feature the Creator's wisdom about solving the burning issues challenging us personally and globally. And we welcome viewer questions. There is no death. There are no secrets. Get enlightened. Visit GetWisdom.com. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You're listening to Get Wisdom with Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. They are here to answer your questions and comments about the program. Send us an email to contact at getwisdom.com. That's contact at getwisdom.com. Now, back to this week's program. Welcome back for the second segment of Get Wisdom. Our show this week is on pre-planning our incarnations. So, yes, we do pre-plan them, which means reincarnation is real on top of that. And this is much more complex undertaking than most people realize. Yes, the only problem is as soon as we get down here, we forget it all. And yeah. <laughs> then we have to sort of figure life out uh, largely on our own with a little helping from within by our guidance. Yes. And that's a variable. Some people are very in tune, others not, or much less so. So it, it's, um, it's a struggle. And this is one of the reasons, this disconnection problem that we have. Yes, and it is a problem and not a pre-planned one, we understand. But that's what we're trying to resolve, part of the, part of what we're trying to do here. U.S. Creator, on Earth, some humans plan little and others excessively. Is this also reflected in pre-birth planning? Who has the most say in these plans and who has veto power? All right, this is Creator's answer. There are variations in the process depending on the souls involved, the nature of their history, and the life mission that is envisioned for the upcoming incarnation. Some lives are modest in their goals and intentions. Others are profound or quite daunting in the objectives and the desired outcomes to take on quite serious and high-level issues and be a change agent that can even be in the limelight to hold their own against serious opposition. So there are many, many variations on the theme. Some will largely influence one or a few other human beings in significant ways. Relatively few humans will be helping on a large scale visibly, but all are important. And the reason is all bring light. And if they shine the light of their divinity to those around them, they will be acting as a bridge among members of the human family and will be echoing and amplifying the message of the divine that you are here for a purpose, a purpose that counts, and you will leave a mark on others, whatever you do or do not do, and have, in fact, an obligation and responsibility for safeguarding your own soul and the souls of those you interact with. So everything is a learning opportunity, and this is a major purpose as well, to gain experience and seasoning from taking on challenges. Each life brings new experiences, 
and new demands with which the person may have little or no experience. So it represents the new opportunity to learn and grow. The entire human enterprise is an exercise in healing to rescue the interlopers who have engaged in lives of depravity and are dragging down humanity because of the negativity they hold and for the ability to influence in ways that corrupt humans and drag them down as well. Humans are here to solve the problem of evil and to raise themselves up in the doing. Correct for past mistakes and moments of temptation or self-indulgence when they may have chosen actions taking them out of divine alignment. All such karmic choices and consequences need to be addressed through healing and substituting better choices and outcomes in subsequent incarnations to rebalance things and put back what they took away from the universe. Often the restitution demands much more of the person than the initial harm because that harm will grow by being shared with more and more people interacting with one another and being dragged down in a sequence, a kind of chain reaction of negativity started by poor judgment and thoughtless acts or worse, if there were intentions to undermine another and cause harm to them. The law of karma will see these transgressions are rebalanced from the energies and power held by the perpetrator in the current incarnation. This may cause them to lose all they have gained in their life or to have a downturn through physical suffering in the development of a chronic illness that leaves them sidelined or even ends their life prematurely. That could well be a karmic repayment of an obligation for something they have caused of a similar magnitude, considering all the ripple effect as their misdeed grows in impact, affecting many people potentially. So planning is key. Many things will be planned for intentionally, but there are karmic events that will happen spontaneously because there's something that happens that resonates with the prior difficulty. And that can reawaken the issue and hasten an interaction with the law of karma to bring back a consequence or a demand to that person for restitution and interfere with their life unexpectedly. So the purpose of the pre-life planning is to stage things in such a way it has a chance of being manageable. This is not always successful because people can become overwhelmed yet again, faced with a similar challenge where they failed in the past. And this may happen yet again and add to the problem, making it even more difficult. But knowing this is an inevitability shows quite clearly having a partnership with the divine is not only an advantage, but a necessity, because many of the problems that arise can be dealt with in no other way than enlisting divine help, especially given the state of disconnection in human beings, where they will often not know or see the details of why they are suffering, because the karmic events are being viewed deep within their mind and are unseen consciously, but nonetheless will cause stress and harm the body and make them vulnerable to inner discord and increasing unhappiness in their lives and will be ill-equipped to change it. This is the divine level problem in most cases. So reaching to the divine will be the answer, both for coping with the negative symptoms as well as providing an ultimate healing to right the wrongs of the past and get out from under any and all karmic obligations 
so one is back on a level playing field. You know, we're here to learn. That That's the overarching message to all this. And and just as young people really need a teacher, you know, they, they need somebody to, to be their advocate and to intervene on their behalf, um, most people will need this kind of level of pre-planning and arrangements made in order to assist them. Some can be self-starters. Some might be able to come down here and succeed without a lot of tutoring. But that's probably not the majority, Carl. Well, I, I get it, and the world is witness to this. And, of course, the very reality that we are forbidden in the U.S. from even mentioning God in public schools is a testament to the power of the darkness. Yes. To take away our most powerful resource and our lifeline. Yes. That is the consequence. You know, we think we're being smart because people can become divisive if they favor their religion over someone else's. And and so it seems logical. Well, let's just exclude all that from the discussion and just leave it to the home front to deal with spiritual matters. Well, we see where that's gotten us (laughs) because the schools teach people what's important and what's not. And people are often rebelling, children are rebelling against their parents and so on. And and many don't get good guidance at home. And this is well known. You know, they're not educating their kids either. So someone has to do it. (laughs) Yep. That just creates an even bigger dilemma for us. You know, makes makes the challenge even more difficult. But there's help out there. That's what we're here to tell you. You ask creator, as in life down here, there are different levels of planning. Long-range plans, short-term plans, contingency plans, emergency plans, and extreme circumstances snap judgments. Can Crater share some high-level examples of life plans? All right, and this is what Creator says. If you think about the great figures of history, whether great leaders, great humanitarians, great thinkers, great healers, their lives are outsized for a reason. In part, it is because they have prepared for those roles often through many lifetimes of service and learning the hard way by taking on daunting challenges and working through the many dilemmas it creates and working at healing the many wounds they inevitably suffer so they can still function well and return to the struggle with renewed vigor and usually owing to divine support in having a thriving partnership with the divine through deep belief in God. That preparation pays off when their mission lives are planned to come in and leave their mark on history by showing the way to growth and advancement and bringing divine wisdom into the awareness of many, many human beings who will be inspired and will gain from the exercise a new perspective about the meaning and purpose of life and how they see their own role. And in the process of seeing the example provided by these leaders will be inspired and raised up themselves to do more, to be more, to think loftier thoughts, and to be encouraged and strengthened in their belief in the cause of love and the importance of having clear vision, a lofty ideal in mind, and doing whatever they take on in an ethical way that keeps them in divine alignment, where there is an earnest desire and zeal to pursue the goals and succeed but with due regard for the feelings and rights of others to not exclude and confront, but to reach out to and embrace others and seek a widening partnership with fellow humans and thus create a wider wave of love to help humanity advance. 
You can be sure that many of the milestones achieved by the great figures in history were planned in the light before the individual was born. And many things set in motion and divinely supported and orchestrated to bring together collaborators, facilitators, compatriots who could be relied on as friends and effective colleagues. So even quite lofty goals could be reached by virtue of being able to create a critical mass of supporters, persuade skeptics and naysayers of the wisdom of their ideas and gain support and often even political support. So things could be done on a national scale or internationally to advance a cause and uplift humanity as a whole, seeing a virtuous goal being addressed and this being done effectively and showing by example, even the most difficult and improbable act of loving kindness can work a miracle when there is effective leadership advocating it be embraced and others taking up the cause and contributing their energies in kind. These are not accidents. They are all things planned to happen. So every aspect of the person's life is considered with regard to where they land, who they are involved with during their life, and major events and interactions planned to take place to be the watershed events to help inspire them, awaken within an awareness of their life purpose, which will be forgotten by the infant, because of the disconnection that is experienced and hampers all human beings coming into the physical. There will be divine guidance all the way along for the mission life, just as there is for every human being, unless the person turns away from the divine and becomes a disbeliever. You have the power to end divine assistance if you lose belief in the divine or in yourself as worthy of divine assistance. Yeah, the mission life. You know, I, I remember conversations I've had with you about what creators shared in, in other settings that, um, you know, a lot of souls come down here with lofty ambitions of wanting to really make a difference and have a pedigree, have a resume from other lifetimes in this world and perhaps even other worlds where they've been huge, you know, change agents and very successful. And they're coming down here and they are washing out. It, this is a tough, tough environment down here. <laughs> well, and, and I, I do want to point out in this last channeling we shared, just in terms of the average person, this again reinforces the fact that there is a real consequence in giving up your link to the divine, becoming a non-believer, becoming an atheist, you know, whatever you want to call it, you're a secular humanist, and you can live a righteous life, you can be moral and a good citizen and, and be ethical in what you do, and you're be, you'll be in divine alignment. But if you're not connected directly, you're giving up the opportunity to get more guidance, more healing, more help, more support, and more protection. Yes, and you need all of those things to the max if you can get them and to, to persist in this world and get through it unscathed or at least minimally scathed. Yes. This, is, this is a tough place to be, and there's a lot of opposition. Yes, and we, and we have seen, we discussed it many times, that you know atheism just leads to deeper and deeper disconnection. And as the disconnection progresses, you lose the capacity for empathy and even caring about uh, your fellow human being. 
Well, and, and that's where evil comes from. It comes from beings who have been on that slippery slope, wanting their own power, neglecting the light, neglecting an alliance, and thinking they can just take things and take things from others to raise up themselves. And in doing that, moved out of divine alignment further and further. And some of them, in the case of the dark spirits, the fallen angelics, they're disconnected entirely from the divine. They're totally on their own. They're not given any energy from the divine whatsoever. Right. They only can survive by parasitizing us to drain yes. energy from us. And this is a scourge because these are very depraved beings. They work against the idea of love. They cannot feel love themselves. And we have other beings, other physical beings, messing with humanity as well from other star systems. And yeah. that's another story, but it's it's a real menace to the world. And Indeed. people are oblivious to this and continue to give up the one thing that can save us all. And that is a partnership with the divine. So yeah. this is an invitation to listen to these words and take them to heart. You're getting not only information, how dull is that, can be, <laughs> but you're giving you're getting upliftment and encouragement and also some warnings yes. to take heed of. And that's typical of creator. Creator doesn't miss many opportunities to well, you, remind us of things. You know, the, I, just I think in the last show we did, or one that's coming up, I think, um, it was revealed that, you know, all beings have embedded within them uh, the survival instinct, you know, yes. the, the, the fundamental desire to survive. And it was kind of shared that the dark spirits uh, still have that desire to survive. And that that fear of, uh, of death is compensated for with the acquisition of power. It gives them a feeling of safety. And because they don't have a divine partnership, they lack that form of a feeling of safety. And so they have to substitute it with power and control over others. And I thought that was a fascinating uh, description of the, of the dilemma that many people face. But that's the danger of disconnection, as we're talking about. Yeah. And you see that parallel among humanity, you know, with the world leaders, the national leaders who become tyrants and despots, you know, reveling in their power. But having to be a hard case and be yeah. a strong man to keep heard on things and not be deposed by others who might topple them and it's brute force yes well, but it's it the mentality fun. they have fallen to that Indeed. attracts them to that that pursuit it's quite challenging another challenge is time which we run out of for the segments we'll be right back right after this Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Scientist and inventor Carl Mollison has discovered how a tiny percentage of people throughout history have made direct contact with God. At Get Wisdom, we have a searchable database of the Creator's wisdom and guidance from asking hundreds of probing questions. Get a free download from the Creator, answering the biggest questions people have wondered about. Who are we? Where do we come from? Why are we here? And where are we going? Get a free download explaining how to make prayer work in powerful new ways. 
We offer divine healing sessions with our comprehensive lightworker healing protocol and train practitioners on how to save and heal humanity. We pierce the veil in channeled interviews with famous departed people now in the light to probe the greatest mysteries. Our weekly webinars feature the creator's wisdom about solving the burning issues challenging us personally and globally. And we welcome viewer questions. There is no death. There are no secrets. Get enlightened. Visit GetWisdom.com. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. You're listening to Get Wisdom with Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. They are here to answer your questions and comments about the program. Send us an email to contact at getwisdom.com. That's contact at getwisdom.com. Now, back to this week's program. Welcome back to the final segment of Get this week's Get Wisdom. We are talking about pre-planning our incarnations in the light before we are born here. And uh, we're learning a lot. This is a fascinating topic, Carl. Well, there's much to learn about every aspect of the human experience. And the more we ask questions, the more we realize we, we really didn't know <laughs> very much. And uh, there's more dimensions. There are hidden factors and influences. There are big, big plans from the divine about where humanity is headed we don't have that in mind much of the time either, and most people are ignorant about yeah. that. So all of this fits together. It's sort of like a puzzle, and the yep. pieces are all around us, but we don't recognize them as pieces of a puzzle. So our endeavor is to try to gather up some of the puzzle pieces and start fitting them into place with their neighbors and then grow some wisdom that we can share and help people with their lives. And just when you thought you've gathered all the puzzles pieces, you pull back a pillow and there's a bunch more. <laughs> you know, just, well, it's never ending. U.S. Creator, we have learned that some humans have important mission lives whose primary purpose is not exclusively their own karmic and spiritual issues, but rather an intervention on behalf of humanity for a higher divine purpose. One that may even involve a sacrifice of sorts, whereas the accumulation of negative karma is almost a certainty. In cases where such lives are successful, but highly costly in terms of the price paid by the divine agent, kind of like a warplane limping home, barely airborne, how is such accumulated negative karma dealt with in future life planning? All right, and Creator tells us, in Creator's words, this is a serious issue to be sure. The first thing to understand here is that all human beings enter the earth plane in a physical incarnation to be lightworkers, to serve the cause of love. Whether the primary purpose of the life is to heal the self, there will always be a benefit to the whole of humanity because all are interconnected and what helps one helps the many. Each person brings in divine light and shines that in the world however they can, whenever they can. They do not do this consciously, but it is human nature to be altruistic, and that is what the altruistic viewpoint is doing. It is shining love. It is shining light and making a suggestion of love be brought to bear for whatever the circumstance might be in the moment. That is divine it is divinity on the march, wherever and whenever it happens by the lowliest among you with respect to station in life, 
prior history, and acceptance by fellow human beings. To us, all are worthy, all are divine, and indeed are part of us, and we have great love for each and every person. We understand fully who they are, why they were created to be who they are, and what has happened to them to tarnish their beliefs, their hopes and dreams, and their aims in life, and can contrast it continually with the best laid plans decided on in advance to be worked on. There are many things that happen that bring unexpected challenges. The spirit meddlers, for example, are always out and about wanting to corrupt, engaging with anyone not fully occupied with possessing spirits, and challenging them again and again and again with attempts to penetrate their energy field, take up residence, and undermine them from within. Any low moment in dropping one's guard will likely be met with an infestation. It is very much akin to catching a cold. Whenever one has a lowered resistance because of stress, exhaustion physically, and so on, one is more vulnerable to a virus taking hold and blooming to sufficient numbers to cause symptoms, and so on. This happens despite the best planning and requires divine help oftentimes to get back on track and realign with the life purpose. So this is all understood. There are many, many lightworkers coming in with lofty mission life plans, but given that all are wounded warriors, very much so at this point, this decreases the odds they will be successful because their wounds will get in the way. It makes them vulnerable and it gives them points of vulnerability that can be exploited by the darkness to diminish them from the outset, even as infants, to invade them with spirits who possess them for the duration of the life, undermining them all the way by bullying the deep subconscious and corrupting inner beliefs, reminding them relentlessly of past failures in other lifetimes, and menacing them with visions of all the horrors they have endured in the past coming back again and on and on. This makes any life daunting and the ability to reach lofty goals less likely. There are legions of famous and successful lightworkers from past eras who have since reincarnated again and again and again, and each life met with failure to advance in any respect. Some are holding their own and not worsening things for themselves. But others are in decline because the continual rewounding has taken a toll and created such a huge backlog, they essentially have a relatively low probability of advancing without karma catching up to them and then being sidelined in a struggle to prevail simply to have a chance at a normal life. Everything accomplished or resulted in failure to accomplish will be factored in with planning in the light prior to the next incarnation. This puts into perspective once again the high priority need for all people to have the most divine support, help, healing, and protection they can get. That is what is afforded by the Lightworker Healing Protocol because it launches deep karmic repair for these kinds of karmic histories that are the Achilles heel of human beings wanting to help the cause of love and light. Being wounded and thereby vulnerable, all that they can achieve with respect to healing helps them and helps the cause they are supporting. 
it will help them be stronger and more effective. So this is a very important part of life. Many are neglecting, but can take advantage of the tools available now to turn things around, both for themselves and for humanity as a whole. You know, I, I think it's important to point out something about the Lightworker Healing Protocol and the topic of pre-life planning here. In pre-life planning, there's no healing taking place. In pre-life planning, basically, you're planning to set up circumstances and nexuses and events and meetings and stuff in an attempt to or create a context for healing. But healing can't take place from the light when you're in the light. You have to actually come down here in order to be a recipient of the healing of the karma that you generated down here. Yeah, and I'm glad you pointed that out because people are shocked and surprised at this. You think, you know, once you get out of here, you're set. You know, you go back to the light, you get buffed up, you're like a shiny new penny and all is forgiven and you come down and you're at full strength. And the opposite is the case. Yes. You go back limping, you get your lumps you know, nurtured by by a creator and you get help from your compatriots and that, but your karma does not get healed. That no. is an earth plane energy and it yes. has to be healed here. Yep. And that's what the light work healing protocol can do, but you, we can only use a light work healing protocol. We have to launch it down here as humans. Once we launch it, we can make requests then of light beings to, to help out with light work healing protocol, but we got to drop the first domino. Yes. It begins Everything. with us. Everything starts with human intention. That's yes. the whole paradigm. Humans are in charge here. Believe it or not, as crazy as that seems, <laughs> God is standing aside and letting us have the power and holding the reins. We can get help from God if we ask, but we must ask and we must do it intelligently. And the more you know about your problem and your dilemma, the better help you'll get because that's part of the deal, too. Yes. You can't just say, I'm a mess, fix me, and assume your life is going to be transformed. You need to do a lot of work yourself to, to learn and grow, as, along with the divine support. Yep, that's what we're here for. You asked Creator, can Creator compare a life plan focused on acquiring divine healing for a soul in desperate need with one looking to bring such divine healing as a service and how those two plans might actually reference each other? All right, this is what Creator says. It is very much the case that there is a dual purpose exactly matching the hypothetical profile of your question. We have commented many times that humans are all walking wounded. This makes healing needs a high priority for humanity as a whole because all will suffer many consequences from this reality in the form of emotional liabilities and physical maladies of all kinds that interfere with their lives, happiness, and productivity. Many, many healers are suffering symptoms from their own emotional and physical infirmities. This is not because they are defective or imposters, not having solved their own problems, but seek to help others. You are all in this together, and many problems will inevitably be a lifelong burden, even given the most advanced healing tools which you now have. It is the size of the inner need that makes this so, not that the divine is weak in power and effectiveness, or that people are so corrupted and defective they represent a dawning challenge even for the divine to restore. It is the nature of energy that makes this so. 
you are working with the way the universe is constructed. So everything has an order, everything has a balance point, and everything that takes balance away introduces a liability. Because of the power you hold, you have a huge power to wreak havoc for yourself and others. If you undermine yourself, you will damage your future. It is that simple. The more you negate your own worth and line up with the darkness in effect, the more harm you will cause and the greater the difficulty reversing what you have set in motion. You have the power within to change the history and entire future of the universe. If you come together in common cause and heal the perpetrators among you and then heal yourselves, there will be few limits to what you can accomplish because you will be raised up to great heights if you pass the test. In the meantime, the challenges could hardly be greater than what you face. That is why the rewards are so great. You have fallen a long way because of the corruption through the ages, but nowhere near the same extent as your tormentors who are hanging by a thread in the case of the physical extraterrestrials and are otherwise doomed in the case of the spirit meddlers. Only you can save them. That is the challenge before you and is a testament to your divinity that you are entrusted with the task. What is needed is an awakening. So you see the potential here to step into your power and demonstrate the inner potential of greatness you hold. Well, that's what we're here for, Carl. We're here to help with that awakening. We're help. We're really trying to get the message out to, to get people to take a step back and examine everything that we're sharing and, and reconsider what they what their worldview is, essentially. Yeah. Human complacency is the enemy, and that is orchestrated to happen paradoxically or perversely. But people need to wake up and yep. realize we're in a contest. This is an arm wrestling, and human survival is at stake. It's that serious. You just need the divine in your life, and to make your desires known, yes. use your voice. Cast your vote in asking for a creator to come and help us. And please visit getwisdom.com to to figure out and learn all that we have. We have uh, untold hours and hours and hours of content to help you sort out some of these things, to explore concepts, to to help inculcate your belief. Uh, Check us out at getwisdom.com. You can also check out our healing services that are available to really help you jumpstart your life. Uh, We'll be back next week with another episode of Get Wisdom. We're all out of time, Carl. Thanks again. All right. Thanks for listening. Be well. Thank you for listening today. Please tune in next Friday for another edition of Get Wisdom with Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. They'll be here at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We wish you a beautiful week. 